hey 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 pat and of course hello nature heroes how are we all doing today i'm tired but ready to start another fabulous episode of planet primary how about you well i wasn't talking to you izzy i was talking to the nature heroes wow i'm offended i'm just joking yeah like pat said what is today's episode about bees bees isn't that a letter why are we learning about letters no the insect bees you know the ones that go buzz oh yeah i love bees so do i stick around to learn more about these small but awesome creatures We see them everywhere, especially when the weather is warm, but did you know that bees are also slowly going extinct? And it's down to one thing, as usual, humans. It's mainly due to the use of chemicals being used in crops by farmers, and of course climate change. Bees are so important to humans, they are one of the most important animals on this planet and they pollinate 90% of the food we eat today. So basically, no bees equals not enough food to feed the billions of people on this planet. But it's not all doom and gloom. There is a way that you can help bees, and it's very simple. Here's the boat. I wonder where you'll be heading today. Climb aboard, nature heroes. Welcome to India. This is a country where a lot of different types of bees live including the Indian hive bee. Today, we're going to be learning how you can save bees from going extinct. So take notes, nature heroes. There are lots of ways to help bees, but one of the more simpler ways is being a bee doctor. During spring and summer, it's common to see bees on the ground looking dead or sluggish. It's common for bumblebee queens to rest for an average of 30 to 45 minutes between short flights, but if the bee is on the ground for longer than that, it may need some help. The Bumblebee Conservation Trust recommends combining white sugar with water and placing it near the struggling bee on a spoon or upturned drinks cap. This will provide tired bees with a burst of energy and since the security of an entire hive can depend on just one queen, saving a single bee can make a huge difference. However, try to avoid exceeding these amounts as even bees can overdo it on sugar. Also, opting for small containers will reduce the risk of birds diving in and taking their fill. One final thing to note is not to use honey. While it might seem like the most natural choice, most honey contains chemicals, which, whilst not dangerous for us, can be unsuitable for our native bees. And plus, did you hear about that story on the news when a woman saved a bee and the bee wouldn't leave her side after it was better? I'd love to have a bee as a best friend, wouldn't you? anyway another good way to help bees is planting flowers so that's your challenge for today plant flowers that can attract bees such as daisies or lavender without using harmful chemicals and chance you'll plant at challenge time at planetprimarykids.com for a chance at a shout out next episode well everyone it's time for a quick question so out of the three options how many species of bee do you think there are a3, B50, or C25,000? Do you know the answer? That's right, it's C25,000. 25,000, I know, right? That's a lot of bees. 
Unfortunately, a lot of these species are either extinct or going extinct, so that's why we need help. Well, the boat is here, so that means it's time to say goodbye to India and hello to our new guest. Let's go, nature heroes. Hi everybody, welcome back. Today we have a very special guest with us, Amy from Kids Against Plastic. So we will be asking them a few questions. Can you introduce yourselves and your projects? Yeah, so my name is Amy, I'm 18 years old and along with my younger sister Ella, I co-founded a charity called Kids Against Plastic which works to raise awareness on the impacts of plastic pollution and also show what everyone else can do to make a difference. Why did you decide to start going against plastic? I think for us, it was back in 2016 that we first really found out about plastic pollution because back then, you know, plastic wasn't really talked about that much. It didn't have the big media attention that it does at the moment. And we were, my sister and I at the time, studying something called the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And through these, yeah. we kind of found out about this massive issue of plastic pollution. And it just shocked us because we had no idea that the plastic we were using was having such a big impact on the environment. And so that really shocked us into wanting to do something to make a difference against it. And that's how Kids Against Plastic came about. Yeah. And why is plastic so dangerous for the planet? It's a, it's a big question. It's got a lot of different things to it that makes plastic so damaging. I mean, first of all, is its impact on the environment. You know, we have probably all seen at least one picture of animals harmed by plastic in the environment, in particular sea mammals, seabirds. There are hundreds and thousands of them killed by plastic in the oceans every year. So the impact on the environment is a big part of it, but also plastic goes a lot further than that. You've got microplastics, which yeah. can get into the food chain and disrupt chemicals in our bodies. And you've even got plastics impact on climate change through all the oil that's used to produce new plastics and the impact that plastic has when it gets into the ocean. So it's a really, really big issue and there's still a lot more research going into it and we're discovering these different aspects to it that make us even more worried about plastic and the impact it's having. Yeah, so what animals does plastic hurt the most? Well, in particular, it seems to hurt sea mammals and seabirds. Yeah. I think in particular because of the amount of plastic that's getting into the oceans. And also plastic can be really deceiving. You know, when it's floating uh, like a plastic bag, for example, it looks really similar to a jellyfish, which makes uh, mm. animals like turtles, which normally eat them, eat the plastic. And seabirds especially seem to be really badly hit by plastic because um, a lot of seabirds, you know, fish in the ocean. So they get tangled in the plastic and they mm. sometimes feed their young bits of plastic without really knowing it. So it's mm. a really damaging material to these animals. Mm. And what are some plastic free alternatives that we can use? Well, there are quite a lot of alternatives to plastic out there now, which is amazing. What we tend to encourage through our charity is using reusable alternatives because it's really hard to replace a material like plastic for another one because the amount of plastic that we're using is really bad, never mind if it's a different material or plastic. So trying to use a reusable bottle, we in particular encourage people to tackle the big four, which are bottles, cups and lids, straws and, um, and bags. 
So if you yeah. can swap these out for reusable alternatives, it might seem like a really small change, but it actually has a really big difference if more people did it. Yeah, so how did you get into litter picking? Well, litter picking for us was just something that we could do really straight away as soon as we started our charity because we could just head out the door, we could grab a litter picker and a bag and we could actually make a really big difference in our local area, which was really empowering for us because it showed that we could actually make an impact on this issue. And so our litter picking really started there and it's just gone from there and we set ourselves our 100,000 target and have just been picking up for the last five and a half years to try and reach that. And why should we care about plastic? I think, especially as young people, plastic is going to have a big impact on our lives, especially in the future, because this is a material that is really hard to, to break down in the environment. It never biodegrades. It lasts for hundreds of years. So all of this plastic that's being produced and littered and discarded at the moment is going to be around when we're adults, unless we do something about it now. So. I would say that was what was really um, shocking for us when we started our charity and I think for young people to see that this material is going to probably outlive us is quite a scary thought. Yeah, so um, how did you decide to share your litter picking journey on social media? Well, we have our social media for our charity to really try and raise awareness of plastic pollution. And so litter picking was just something that we decided to share on that because it's something that everyone can do in their local area, no matter where you live. And we also developed an app a couple of years ago in collaboration with a mapping agency. So we share that on social media to try and encourage other people to use the app because it's completely free and it really helps you to keep track of the litter you pick up and also see what types of plastic are found more in different areas around the world. So that's really interesting for us to see, especially when more people start to use it and we see these pins pop up on the map in loads of different places around the world. Yeah. How can we make going against plastic fun? That is a really good question and it's one that we tend to ask ourselves a lot when we're running our charity. You know, how can we make tackling plastic pollution something that's appealing to do? And I think through our charity, especially for young people, um, we try and show the simple ways that everyone can get involved because I think if you look at plastic and it just comes across as this massive environmental issue that you can have no impact on, and it's really damaging, it can be a bit demoralising, but actually if we show the ways that everyone can get involved in quite creative ways, whether that's through making art with old plastic or whether that's through litter picking and we have a, an awards programme in our Kids Against Plastic Club to help kids get involved in litter picking. I think trying to find unique ways like that to get involved that isn't just the normal um, litter pick or reduced plastic, you know, it's something a bit different. And finally, how can we stop plastic before it's too late? I think the main thing is just, as I said, to not be demoralised, to actually think, you know, I can have a really big impact on this issue, whether that's through reducing use of one item in your life, or whether that's then taking your action to a bigger scale and helping to campaign against companies or the government to put bigger taxes on plastic. So yeah. I would just say, don't give up. That's the main thing. As soon as we give up, this issue is won. And it's just about keeping going and coming together to tackle it. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, we hope you had fun. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Wow, is that already the time? Mm-hmm.
which means it's time for us to go. Oh, this was a really fun episode, wasn't it, Pat? I know. We should all plant flowers together after this, shouldn't we? Yeah, that is a great idea. Why don't you try planting flowers and helping bees with your friends, nature heroes? Can we plant lavender? I heard the bees love lavender and I don't blame them. They smell so good. Good idea. Yay, I'm super excited. Can we plant them now, please? Fine, say goodbye to the nature heroes then. Bye nature heroes, don't forget to show us your planting skills at challenge time at planetprimarykids.com. Bye bye.